love it when a leader says, I have no interest in fashion, but I love that story. And I'm like, oh, you do have an interest in fashion because you're not naked. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to You Have to Wear Something Because You Do. I'm still your host, Nicole Briggs, and today is another special day with another special guest. Um, today, I'm interviewing a very special founder, one of the founders of Aspen Apothecary. Aspen Apothecary is a CBD-based infused clean perfume started by two um, Black American sisters, um, Kaja and Kata. And um, I'm so glad that I finally nailed that because we were having tech issues and then I was being all insecure about it. <laughs> so I'm so glad that she has been patient with me. Welcome to the show, Kata. How you doing? Thanks. I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here and, and talk with you. Yes, yes. And just so the um, uh, audience knows, you know, fragrance, fragrance has a diversity problem. A big problem. Um, black women um, account for 22% of all uh, perfume sales, um, and that's about uh, $152 million, and that is just going up. Yet yeah, all of the noses um, are traditionally French men. Does that sound correct? That sounds pretty on the nose. Haha. <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> I love it. That's how <laughs> Um, yeah, so I just, I, you know, what I really like to get is, uh, get into is the origin story and how, first of all, you and your sister have amazing courage for doing this, but, um, I know that you both are brilliant. Um, I believe your sister went to Northwestern in my hometown of Chicago. Is that correct? Yes, she did. And you just finished up, uh, uh, <laughs> woo, go Chicago, Midwest. And I know you guys are from Ohio, so you're normal. Yes, yes. Pretty boring, good people, Midwestern. Um, and I, I just finished up uh, business school in Boston. Yes, yes. And she, I, I, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say it is Harvard because, you know, they're <laughs> too brilliant. You know, we're not going to make ourselves small. We're going to say from the top of the mountain, we do anything. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, and that is just the bottom line. Uh, this is beyond the black girl magic. This is just us being normal. We do amazing things. Um, you know, we are extraordinary women living in, living in the ordinary, I like to say, you know. Um, the own, you know, the path to success is not just fame, is not just sports for us, is not just music, you know. And so I love interviewing, especially black women founders who are disrupting shit and you all are definitely doing that um so you know it's been about two years right yeah it's been a while since we had the original idea um i mean we were inspired by something that you know goes back to 1984 a story of my mom's but my sister and i first started talking about this uh thanksgiving of 2019 so pre-pandemic yeah Okay, and then tell me a little bit about the inspiration. What What is that story with your mom, if you uh, feel good about sharing it? Of course. So, um, like you mentioned, we're from Ohio, uh, but my dad was, you know, American, grew up in the South, and my mom is Jamaican and came over as an adult uh, when she married my dad. So she, I don't know if you are, like, familiar with having immigrant parents or, like, anything, you know, of the sort, but she would always, like, 
tell certain stories, withhold other information, right? But she had this one story of when she was a backup dancer living in France. And she went to this show as a performer in Tunisia. And after the show one night, uh, she decided to leave the hotel room, which like alone, which seems like super dangerous looking back at it, but that's okay. Uh, leave the hotel room and go on a walk. <laughs> and she <laughs> came across this garden um, and she said she just smelled something amazing. And then she saw um, these white flowers and um, she later learned that the smell that she smelled that night was midnight blooming jasmine and the details of you know the story and how big the show was and you know all of this stuff always changes but whenever she describes smelling that midnight blooming jasmine it's always the same and so we've always known that you know fragrance is powerful and it's tied to our memories and our emotions um but we didn't do anything with it until you know a lot of years later and so that's kind of our inspiration uh, but we exist now to really bring moments of joy and like special moments I think but through fragrance right because you could have a special moment uh, through music or through doing something you love um, and we thought why not create something special uh, through fragrance. Yeah, aromatherapy is a real thing. I mean, the word therapy is in it, right? People are, and especially now, everyone's a witch. You know, it's a new moon. It's Mercury retrograde. We're trying to get through it, <laughs> you know. Um, Pluto is direct, you know. I know way too much about this. And every day I'm spraying stuff. You know, I'm spraying Aura Mist, or I'm spraying my signature scent that took hours to pick, you know, uh, from mm. Lilabo. And, and um, I'm so picky about... So you're bougie. <laughs> you know, like I'm so picky. And I, and I think that mm-hmm. women, it's so many layers to it, right? There's also, also like a ritual to it, getting ready. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like, let's say like you're getting ready for an event or even like a date, you know, the it's, sometimes it's more about the process of showering and putting on your oils and putting on your makeup and then like topping it off with your fragrance. And it's like a whole ritual thing. And it just makes you feel good. You feel like you know, Cleopatra by the time you leave. And and I I think that this should also be normalized um, for Black women, for women of color, because, you know, we we fight with, um, you know, issues of desirability. And and, and I love that um, there's so many products. There's been a boom of products that Um, are unique and are in the beauty space started by black women so you have a lot of company there um are you feeling that too as a founder like wow this is a great time to grow something like this to launch something like this yeah i think it is i think um you know we're following in in some ways we're following in the footsteps of other incredible founders um like christina of 54 thrones and um, you know, the, the founder of Briogeo, Nancy Twine, um, people like that, right? Black entrepreneurs and founders who are, are redefining what it means to be um, a company created by a Black person, but for all kind of humans. Um, and in the other sense, it can be very isolating just because we are doing something in fragrance and that is sort of a mystical uh, category for a lot of people, right? It's no one knows how it's made, where it's made, um, and it's traditionally been done by the giants. And we're here to, to bring a new voice to that. And so I think 
that's been great to be able to have a community of, of Black founders through the programs that we've been in to help us remember that we do have a voice and it's something special and we need to fight to, to bring it to the world. Yeah, it, it does have an elitist uh, kind of thread running through it, right? Because I think that the people in control like it that way. They benefit, right? Like a LVMH or a caring group um, from that, from it being a business, because we all know that designers, designers off the runway clothes, they really don't make their money there. They make their money off the accessories, the belts, the fragrance, the makeup, you know, the lipstick. And so these are the money makers. So it also it's just a lot of opportunity there, right? I think it's a very lucrative business to be in because everyone responds differently to, uh, to fragrance. Um, so, you know, I was, just, I was like, I've never even met a black perfumer in my life and it's about damn time you know what I mean so I'm just glad you exist and you're doing what you're doing and um it's also very um relevant with the CBD aspect but first I would like to know um where the name comes from because you're you're from Ohio and then you guys um, you know you're living in New York and you know so why Aspen because I was like yeah. oh it's like if, if there are black sisters living in Aspen I want to hear more about this because <laughs> it's like where are the black people in Aspen right I mean of course you're yeah. here we're everywhere we're everywhere but you know where does this name come from I know apothecary totally. that I get into because of my witchy ways um, but, um, I will let you tell me. Sure. So, um, Aspen for us, I mean, obviously it's a tree, it's a place. Um, but for us, the, the name comes from the idea of how each Aspen tree, um, is actually not an individual. Like it's part of a grove and a grove of trees. And we liked that idea because we felt like, you know, we as humans, we're unique, we're a little different, but um, we all are humans and we love the idea of the power and the strength of that collective. And so that's why we picked the name Aspen and Apothecary. Um, I'm sure you know, but we loved the, the, the idea that um, it could have some sort of healing qualities, right? We, we're not healers by any means. Our, our products aren't going to transform your life because they're going to fix it. Um, but we love the idea that what we're putting out into the world is actually good for your body and can help make you feel good too. Um, and so that's how we got our name. Excellent. And you, you, we always forget that Aspen is also a tree. So that was a lovely um, sentiment. Thank you for sharing that. Um, because people think of it as a place you go and ski and vacation. Um, <laughs> so in terms of obviously the choice of products, the, the decision to make it a clean product. Um, I understand that comes from, you know, you and your sister being pretty um, sensitive or, you know, having allergies. Mm -hmm. And so it was important to make it clean. And, and especially here in LA, if it's CBD, everyone's like, where's the vegan, you know, <laughs> name it, fill in the mm -hmm. blank, right? The vegan burger, the vegan, you know, everything is vegan. Um, everything is about clean and conscious out here. So, um, and then to add the CBD, the calming um, effect. Um, tell me about, without giving away any kind of secrets to your recipe, essentially, what is the alchemy of Aspen Apothecary? Mm, the alchemy in terms of the actual perfumes or us as a company? Well, you know, what is like the, 
what are the the notes um what is the experience mm. of of putting it on like what are we you know yeah, you totally. know some people are like okay oh, you know my grandmother was here she was like what do it smell like girl <laughs> you know like, yes so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good point okay so our our hero product is called moon dust um and it's a very unisex leaning um, fragrance. We've been told we we wanted to create something that we felt smelled good and we felt confident wearing, and it just so turned out that it wasn't super, I guess, traditionally feminine. Um, but I'll first read the story that's on our website, and then I'll tell you the fragrance notes. Because for all of our fragrances, we actually write a story that accompanies them to kind of put you in the mindset of of where we were um, when we first started, you know, the idea for developing this fragrance. Okay. So this is a story from Moondust. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Okay. I'll try to do it in a cool voice. I looked across at you, then parked the van, hopping down to the rocks below. Only hours ago, the desert had scorched our bare feet. As you stood beside me, we joined hands and breathed deep, closing our eyes, succumbing to the abyss. A hum vibrated in our toes, pulsing through our veins until our minds began to dance, dizzying and grounding all at once, as if the earth was whispering, I've been waiting for you. So that's the story. And then there's, you know, cool imagery to help you kind of understand the vibe and the actual notes of like how it smells is it's a very bright um, scent. And you start by kind of smelling the, the top notes of the jasmine and the grapefruit. Um, and then the middle notes, kind of the heart notes, um, are the peppermint and the anise. And the, the base notes, or the ground notes, um, are the palo santo and, and vetiver. Um, so it's a really grounding scent, but because there's some bergamot oil and some other things that I you know, didn't mention in terms of the actual composition, it's a grounding um, scent that's also kind of crisp. And so it's very fresh, and I, and I love that about it. Oh, I love I love bergamot. I love vetiver. It reminds me of like leather and like it, even though it's a little bit like you said, it's not traditionally um, feminine. And I love Ilang Ilang, which is what I wear from the Labo. Um, and then the CBD. A lot of perfumes, a lot of fragrances don't have CBD in it. Outside of the calming effect, does it add anything else? To the smell, no, it doesn't. So that's actually why we specifically chose to use CBD isolate. Um, in a lot of CBD products, you'll see that some people, you know, there's a range of opinions as to what format of CBD um, is best to use. For us, we found that CBD isolate was great because it's basically CBD in the form of a powder um, and it doesn't really change the color or the composition of the fragrance, which is super important to us because we want the fragrance experience to be high quality um, and to be great. And so that was kind of how we landed on the CV to isolate. Um, in terms of the actual perfume man manufacturing though, we uh, partner with a manufacturer and um, perfumers who help us bring our vision to life because it is seriously like one part science and one part art and one part magic. And we don't wanna, you know, give products to people that haven't been manufactured in, in an FDA compliant place. So we partner with somebody who can, a woman minority owned business actually, that can help um, us bring our vision to life. Oh, I love the minority owned business mm -hmm. um, along the supply chain there. Because uh, I think a lot of people forget that. And you know, we I love some Riri. I love Rihanna. I love what she did. She really, you talk about disruption you know with all those shades and all of that um but her fragrance you know 
she chose a heavyweight, you know, Jacques Cavalier, he's huge. He's made a lot of iconic smells like Bulgari and stuff like that and for her Fenty perfume. So, you know, I knew that the perfume was coming because this is what celebrities do. Eventually, they're going to release everything, right? A lotion, <laughs> a, a mask, when you want to have success with um, another product line. And um, I actually, in the back of my mind, was wondering if... Uh, she was going to use you know someone black to create the scent and you know I know this guy I know it's a business decision too because she has OVMH as a backer so she has this access um I'm, go- I'm gonna talk to you more about access but what I, I like to ask people kind of <laughs> you know about the good news first like what is going well like what is working for Aspen Apothecary right now I would say what is the bloom and then I'll follow up and also ask you, you know, what the thorn is, but um, <laughs> I'd love to know like what's blooming right now for you. Sure. Um, that's a good question. A lot of things are going well. We're pretty fortunate. Um, sales are, are going really well. So we're lucky that even though we haven't spent any money on ads, um, people are finding us and learning about us and buying our perfume and coming back and buying it again or buying it for a friend which is awesome. Um, We are now in Soho House uh, in New York, which is super exciting. Um, We're in, yeah, (laughs) in the spa there and in the the hotel room. So if you stay in your VIP, you might get a a sample of our perfume. Um, Yeah, I've never stayed. I mean, I'm not a VIP, but you know, that's okay. One can try. Oh, you're a Um, VIP. Oh, you're a VIP. (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's going well and then also we're really fortunate to be in um a program right now it's kind of like an accelerator credo the the non-toxic beauty retailer has a mentorship program and so we were one of the brands selected for that so we're going through that right now and then we're starting a program um that's put on by the estate of Madam CJ Walker and it's like a boot camp program and so I'm really excited for again building the community of founders through that and then just getting access to kind of mentorship um, from people in the industry as well so we're lucky that a lot is going well. I love that and I love that you mentioned so much there mentorship you know is a lot of times one of the barriers you don't know what you don't know and usually people do what they see which is why mentorship and sponsorship is so important and um traditionally has been denied you know that's where the glass ceiling comes from you know you need someone to reach back crack that door open Mm -hmm. leave it open for us so that we can walk through and me trying to have a, a career in fashion and retail for so many years you know beyond a decade um there's definitely definitely barriers and being good at your job and i'm gonna toot my own horn and say that i was great at sales and management and all kinds of stuff development i've worked on brands um if you are good it's almost harder for you to get sponsorship and mentorship because it's about assimilation and so i I really love that i love channeling the spirit of madam cj walker because she's our example right she's kind of an archetype in the sense like it can be done this is the proof in a very you know i'm just gonna say it sexist racist time you know Mm -hmm. what she built was incredible um did you see the Pierre Moss show that they had at her estate? No, I didn't. Yeah, so Pierre Moss put on a um, his very first uh, couture 
show and that was an incredible feat because you have to be approved by again france at it doing it again gatekeeping but um you have to get approval to be able to put on a uh, official couture show and all of that and he chose madam cj walker's that's incredible but it was incredible and it's um all the pieces were a nod to black inventors so if you get a chance when you're really 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 bored because i know uh the life of a founder is a zig and a zag and a roller coaster <laughs> uh but when you get a moment it, it was a, a i would say a moment in black history and definitely a moment in um black entrepreneurship and fashion history um so yeah so that is that is awesome and you are are you the type of founder, are you guys like comfortable with this organic growth? Because, you know, you hear about these unicorns, you hear about all of these people raising all of this money. And, you know, for me having to work, you know, working with startups is like, okay, you raise all the money and then what, you know, now you have your venture capital overlords kind of keeping an eye on you, keeping tabs, you know, you got to keep them happy, people on the board, investors. So what, what are mm -hmm. your thoughts and, and feelings around that? Yeah, I think we've been fortunate that we've been able to do all of this with so little. Um, we got a few, you know, little grants from Harvard, um, a tiny little bit of savings uh, that I had left over, even though I was a student. Uh, and that is what we used. Um, a lot of our network also was really great and paid it forward. But to your point, I think in order to fuel more growth, we need more capital. And so what's coming next for us is you know, fundraising. And so we'll be super mindful of the people that we choose to join the team with us in terms of investors, because it can go either way. Um, and we want people who are going to be supporting us and trusting us on the journey um, and uplifting us. And I think that's what we'll be looking for in investors. Um, but we definitely need that because we want to continue this growth and we want to make more products and, and get it, you know, have more volume so that we can get more out there for more people. And that, you know, that requires capital, which black people and black entrepreneurs have traditionally been, you know, denied access to in one way or another. Less than 1% Silicon Valley, y'all. <laughs> less than 1%. And you know, this, this, product sounds perfect for like an Arlen Hamilton, right? I don't know if you listen to her podcast, but she's invested in over a hundred. Her goal was to invest in over a hundred, um, you know, basically BIPOC companies. And uh, I think it's now at like 200. And so, you know, and she's cool. She wants to invest in like a black sneaker maker. And she really likes these like unique companies. So um that that could be someone that you uh reach out to is someone i met through the riveter uh when i was a sales director there basically a female empowered series of gathering spaces uh mm -hmm. which always worked as like an incubator as well so i'm obviously in different areas of my life very invested in this personally and professionally <laughs> um this whole movement right in the different facets of it um but um now tell me about like the part that you would just be very happy to handing over to your staff once you once you grow that you do not like like what it was like the thorn <laughs> that you would like to remove from this process that's a good question I think the thorn that I would like to remove is some of the tactical everyday things obviously you know it's super exciting that we package all of our orders that go out we we do that um, but that means that at the end of the day, either I'm not sleeping or I don't have time to do strategic work. Um, 
And so I think if we could get to the stage where we're able to kind of have some some people on our team who are doing some of those more everyday tasks that are integral to the business functioning, that leaves us time to kind of be visionaries and to to create strategy for what the company will look like, you know, one, three and five years into the future. I think that would be really exciting. And maybe getting a little more sleep too. That would be exciting. <laughs> yeah, y'all need an intern, you know, from FIT or Parsons or something, mm-hmm. you know, someone who's in. And by the way, the bottle is uh, beautiful. The branding is really gorgeous. Um, and, and, and by the way, the product line, is it one cent or I, I don't know why I was under the impression that it was one cent. Maybe it was an old article that I read. How many fragrances are in the line at this point? Yeah, so we have one that we actually sell like at scale. Um, we did some test fragrances early, early on to just kind of get our sense for what we like and what's out there. Um, obviously, those were produced in very limited quantity, so those are no longer available. But we are um, done reformulating uh, another fragrance, which is coming soon. I'm so excited. And then we're in the process of formulating uh, a third one. Um, as well, so that they will all be, you know, produced at volume. So very excited for that. Um, and and what you know, right now the hot thing is also like, you know, gender neutral. Um, mm-hmm. Would you describe your sense as gender neutral, or because I, I mean, for me, it doesn't matter. But this becomes like a hot topic, and we're yeah, living, you know, we're living in a time <laughs> where where gender yeah. binary system is 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 a big discussion around it. So I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think um, the way I think about it is we are women um, who've created a company and as Black women specifically, we really want to make sure that we're continuing to amplify other Black women as our platform grows. So that piece is super important to us, um, woman with an X, so you know anyone who identifies as a woman. But in terms of our fragrances, to your point, I think they really are kind of genderless or unisex, whatever trendy word you want to put against them. Um, we realize that in creating these fragrances that we love, um, they're really just fragrances and that help you smell good, like regardless of who you are. And maybe you're identify as a woman or a man and you like bergamot or you don't like bergamot. Okay, that's fine. So our, our fragrances aren't traditionally like feminine or masculine leaning. They're, they're kind of somewhere in between. Um, and I think that's just as, you know, an experience of how we grew up, what we like, what we've been exposed to. And that's kind of what came of it. Okay, cool. Um, so, you know, guys out there, the five that listen to me run my mouth, um, <laughs> you can <laughs> you can try them. You know, we're rebranding manhood over here. You can wear pink, you can, mm-hmm. you know, you can try gender neutral fragrance um, and you can support black business, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and also, too, at this time where people are talking about consumption a lot, I, you know, I always make a joke. I'm like, oh, now that there's, you know, black millionaires, now it's time to fall out of love with capitalism. Now that, you know, now that black people are making some damn money, it's time to be anti-money, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, I, I understand that we have um, way too many products. I honestly, 
I'm not super hype about fast fashion because I just see what's happening over, you know, at the end of the clothing, you know, cycle and where it ends up mm-hmm. over in Africa and what have you and Ghana and all of that. So as a direct-to-consumer uh, product, um, you know, how do you feel about, you know, growing it and shit, being rich, you know, what, you know what I mean? Like, how, how do you, how do you, yeah. how do you feel about that? Because there's this, you know, I, I feel like you could participate in capitalism and at the same time want to reform it, want to criticize it, you know, because mm-hmm. there's, we, you know, everyone is like, we're at a peak consumer moment there's protests going on on runways and stuff like that and so for me I'm like well I don't really give a shit about any of that because we haven't I ain't received a single reparations check so I'm gonna you know get what's mine you understand what I'm saying I mean that's my vibe about it but I would love to hear your vibe (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think there's a lot to unpack in that um And I think that's a tough question I don't have the answer to, but what I do know is that thinking about um, what we were bringing into the world was very much a part of us creating um, Aspen and kind of our values and what's important to us as a company um, and I guess as a brand. Because to your point, there's a lot of items out there. Um, I'm sure I have too many things and we wanted to make sure that if we were being, you know, responsible for bringing something new into the world, that it served a purpose that wasn't being served before and that it was being done in a responsible way. Um, and so I think from those two perspectives, we're doing a good job. Um, we're bringing Black voices into this fragrance conversation. Um, and in terms of our product, we chose to be, you know, cruelty free so that there's no animal testing. Our products have no um, animal byproducts because we know that that can be bad for sustainability. Um, our outer packaging, kind of like the box that the perfume comes in, is made from recycled paper um, that is, you know, made in the U.S. And all of that is because if we're bringing something into the world, we wanted to be as mindful as possible about its impact. Um, so I totally hear that on the capitalism piece. I feel like that's something internally I struggle with. Um, but Same. I do think of it in the, in, the, in the way that I think of being a U.S. citizen where I can, you know, uh, be proud to be American, but also, you know, find issues with the systems that exist here. <laughs> and and yeah, criticizing exactly. an institution that you're, you're part of is also part of, um, you know, being an active member in it and being involved in it. So definitely on on the journey on that one yeah no i i I hear you i hear you with that too because lord knows you know living here loving it and being a proud american and also dealing with the issues is a whole other podcast you know (laughs) you know what i mean i I have to listen to malcolm gladwell about that one you know but um Mm. yeah no i i love that you're you're it's you know you're keeping the footprint as small as possible um and is the perfume is it made in, in america is it like all made it is in it is so our glass bottles are not sourced from the u.s mostly because it's very hard to source uh, a lot of glass isn't made in the u.s unfortunately or fortunately unfortunately but our actual fragrance is formulated and the like oils and the whole process is done actually in new york um so yeah as much u.s based as possible oh i will 
love that. I love that. And then what's, let's get into the seed, what's to come, the good news. <laughs> um, you planted a lot of seeds. You've learned a lot. You're going to be fundraising and I wish you a lot of luck with that. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to, going to kill it. Um, because, you know, if, if you listen to people like Katrina Lake, a stitch fix, she's like the worst. She's happy where she's at, but the worst part was like raising money and you don't. She just tells mm-hmm. everyone to brace yourselves you know, for the fundraising aspect of, of growing their business. Um, but the seeds that you have planted, what would you like to see happen? Mm, that's a great question. I think I'm excited. We've done quite a few interviews for Aspen Amplifies, our interview series that we haven't, um, they're, you know, written on our blog, on our website. We haven't put those out yet. So we have some awesome ones coming and some awesome stories that we'll be sharing through that. Um, I think, you know, we've received a lot of requests for different applications of fragrances. So like candles and diffusers, that kind of thing. And so we are hard at work um, on on some of those as well. So I think that's super exciting. Um, And yeah, I think those are the two big things I'm excited excited for right now. Um, And I just can't wait for, you know, more people to to try our products and know what we're about, um, because I think that once they do generally they they understand us they get it um and they're excited to support so i think those are the seeds that we're super excited to plant that is all good news it makes me all warm and fuzzy inside girl you just have no idea i just (laughs) love it i just love it um okay and then you know, again, founder life and, you know, going to grad school. I mean, you know, you and your sister, your plates are so full. Um, mm-hmm. How are you two, like, how are you taking care of yourself? I know that self-care is a big buzzword and, mm-hmm. and rest and the nap ministry. And there's a lot of conversation around experience and being like anti-hustle culture. You know, people are like, oh, you can sleep when you're dead. Like, I'd love to know how you take a pause and how you two are taking care of yourselves as you, um, you know, grow this business. Totally. Um, my sister is really good about being mindful about what she eats, um, which, you know, I'm not so great at, but I totally see the value because her perspective is kind of like what you're putting in yourself as fuel needs to get you, you know, through the day, through the week, whatever. And so you need to be kind to yourself. Um, and take that little bit of extra time to prepare foods that have like the nutrients that you need and if that also means chocolate because you need it for your like spirit and your soul that's okay too but just being mindful um, about that Uh, for me I'm not super good at the whole self-care piece one thing that does make me feel good is exercising Um, and so I'm trying to you know get in the habit of of doing that even though I've moved and things are different here Um, and then I think that's also why I really like our fragrance because for me self-care can be super overwhelming so I like just being able to like light a candle or roll on our perfume and just take like 30 seconds and just breathe and close my eyes and Um, that's my moment, you know, but for those 30 seconds, I'm just focused on me. I'm focused on breathing and I'm just, you know, in, in that place. And so that's how, um, I'm able to kind of practice self-care in little spurts, even if I'm not as good at the whole self-care, um, aspect as I'd like to be. Yeah. I mean, it's not always like sheet masks, right? Sometimes it's just like Mm -hmm. getting a full night, you know, uh, eight hours of sleep. You know, sometimes yeah. that's what it is. Um, well, this was all amazing, like, information. I learned so much. I enjoy you. I'm excited for y'all. Um, 
I would say there's a lot of even like you know youngins in my family like young women right young black women um there's still a lot of obstacles and barriers and just even like how they did all this talk around imposter syndrome and it really is just these mm-hmm. systems where we are confident and we go into um uh environments that are not welcoming right so we don't have mm-hmm. imposter syndrome it's the systems right that kind of block mm-hmm. progress you know so we're not broken the system is broken you know but there's always a lot of conversation around helping women learn how to negotiate better and you have to change who you are so that you can then assimilate into this like <laughs> fucked up system and so if you have to like kind of use your experience and tell the youngins and 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 by the way black <laughs> people make products for everyone i was listening to isaac hayes the third about fan base and black people make products for everyone it's not just Zuckerberg and Bezos that can do that or Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Black people are creating products for everyone. I just have to like repeat that because it's always like oh you know the for us by us kind of vibe is kind of yes. like oh you're making a product that only black people can use. So it's not fragrance for black women. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just <laughs> created by black women but it's for everybody that's my TED talk Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get off my soapbox but if you could (laughs) talk to um entrepreneurship is huge it's blown up for everyone everyone wants to be a founder you know whether they should be or not right now so if you could talk to the young black girls and just say like hey you know flush out your idea or get a great bookmaker like what would be your advice (laughs) Yeah, I think, hmm, don't be afraid to ask a question um, and ask it with confidence. And I think also um, have the confidence in yourself to be able to try something and to do it. I think, you know, that doesn't mean walk around with a big head and don't do anything. It means have the inner confidence that you're capable, you're deserving, um, and you're able. And I think with that confidence, it empowers you to to actually do what has to be done. And that's something that I'm trying to remind myself too when I'm walking into these spaces where I don't feel welcome or I, you know, I feel un, you know unique or different in a bad way. And I'm reminding myself that I'm there for a reason and I deserve to be there just because of who I am. Um, and I think with that mindset, then I'm able to do so much more without being hindered you know of the what ifs and all the downside so i think yeah that would be my advice and uh last piece is if you have a thought if you have an idea try to draw up a business plan or reach out to someone on linkedin you never know who might uh answer that in mail or the dm on instagram and be willing to have a conversation with you and um for us those conversations were so helpful to us getting our start so i would just leave it there excellent advice it's okay to say i don't know or let me find out even in information Mm -hmm. age especially living in a time with so much misinformation um i appreciate um you sharing your journey with me here on you have to wear something um and i wish aspen apothecary all the success in the whole wide world um and i'm probably gonna text you additional questions if that's okay (laughs) of course i just appreciate you nicole thanks for putting this out there and um i had a great time speaking with you 
Yes, yes. All right. Um, happy Mercury Retrograde, everyone. Until next time, as I always say, peace. <laughs>